fan. Sports Radio 1043 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting, fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, here's Terry. Good morning. This is Terry Wickstrom, and we have got a full pack show for you today. We're going to take you a lot of places. We're going to take you from Granby to Pueblo today. We're going to talk some tournament fishing. We're going to talk some hunting. And uh, we just got a lot to cover. Uh, if you uh, if you don't follow us uh, or like us on Facebook, please uh, do that now because so much of what we do, we uh, put out there on Facebook, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on Facebook. And like in a couple weeks, we're going to have the director of Colorado Parks and Wildlife on the show with us. We'll have all the uh, times that he's going to be on there. He's going to come with us for an hour and cover the upcoming funding issues. I've got to call into him. We're going to talk to him to see if he wants to get some feedback on emails or something that he he can address during the show. He does that quite often. I just don't know what the agenda for this uh, this appearance is going to be. So we'll let you know that on Facebook. So if you don't like us on Facebook, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, go do that now so that you can keep track. You'll also see things like our Tackle Talks, our Ask the expert and we um we also link to any anytime we put up a new television show on our youtube channel or on motv we tell you about it on facebook and we also put a link to my weekly column in the denver post on facebook so you get a lot of information so go to terry wickstrom outdoors on facebook and like us and right now we're going to go to the phones because somebody who's all over my facebook page in the last few days uh because he was Gracious enough to spend a day on the water with myself, my grandson, my son, and my son-in-law. And we were up at Granby with Bernie Keefe. Good morning, Bernie. Good morning, Terry. How you doing? I'm doing great. And, you know, driving down today, it was really foggy. But now we're here, and the sun is shining, and it's blue sky. Kind of like the day we had up there. We had a gorgeous day. What's it like up there today? Uh, this morning, it's been a heavy, heavy fog. I think I lost you there, Bernie. Are you still there? Oh, how about now? You got me now? Got you now, Bernie. Yep. But have, trying, have... Not, trying not to move. We got a heavy, heavy fog. Salmon are up on the surface. It's the last day you can fish them in Columbine. And we're doing really well casting spoons to them. Yeah, before we get, we want to talk about the lake trout. Of course, the fall bite is starting, and we certainly experienced that. I want to talk about that and some of the other lakes in the region. But um, we're going to have a little later in the show, there uh, Parks and Wildlife is going to come on and talk about the kokanee egg-taking, and they're incredibly optimistic about the rebound of salmon. What's it like at Granby? It used to be a premier salmon lake, and it kind of dropped off. Do you think they're starting to recover there? It seems like this year there's going to be a good return up in uh, up in the spill basin. We're seeing a lot back here in the back of the bay. Now, today's the last day you can— A lot all summer long. Today's the last day you can fish on that bay. Are there other places on the lake where you might take advantage of the salmon yet this year, or is this pretty much it for Granby? You can go over to Willow Creek Spillway, Dyke 3, and there might be some running up the river in Arapahoe Bay. Yeah, and it probably will just get better. Is this the beginning? Are they actually running yet, or is it just staging? Up to you. Say that again, Bernie. I'm losing you here, Terry. Yeah, I got you now again, so say that again. Ah, uh, Terry, I'm losing you. I'm sorry. All right. Well, maybe Bernie can get in a better spot. Maybe we won't be able to keep him on. I'll kind of cover. Bernie, are you gone away or are you there? 
Okay, can you hear me? I can. We'll talk. Let's talk real quick about the lake trout fishing. What came up? I came up earlier this week with my son, my grandson, and my son-in-law, and we went chasing lake trout getting into this fall bite, and hopefully Bernie's going to be able to uh, give us a little insight. Bernie, we were fishing the fish maybe in about 60 feet of water. They haven't moved up totally shallow to spawn yet. Can, if you're still there, can you kind of tell us what it looks like coming forward over the next few weeks? Uh, yeah, they're going to be moving up on their spawning beds. And in the next few weeks, you're going to be able to find them as shallow as 15, 20 feet of water. Right now, like you said, they're 50 to 70. Um, but just keep keep looking shallower in the shallower, shallowest ones will bite the best. Now, Bernie, what we what we find out, you and I have fished this bite for many, many years. Me, not as much as you lately. But while we tend to see a lot of big fish, not a lot, but we get more big fish at other times when we're chasing them on humps and we're looking in the spring, especially when the water's really cold and the ice first goes out. But this time of the year is a different game. It's a numbers game. And we're looking for these fish to really just to just be setting up there to spawn. And this is the kind of time when you can get on them. You may or may not catch a bigger fish, but, boy, you can just catch numbers of those, I'd say, 15- to 22-inch fish. Is that what you expect to continue through October? That's exactly right what it is, Terry. I mean, it's a complete numbers game. A good day will get you 50 to 100 fish for the boat, and it sets the hook two, three, four hundred times a day. Well, that's obviously we, – we had to have at least 150 or 200 hook sets for the f- over 50 fish we did put in the boat. And that's it's kind of one of the fun things, as long as you're getting enough where you hook some. But they are difficult. People shouldn't get frustrated when they don't get a hook in them, should they? Oh, heck no, heck no. You should be just happy you got the bite and get it back down there and try to get another one. Now, Bernie, um, you you guide through this October season. Do you have do you or your guys have any time available? Uh, yeah, we got a couple. Randy has a couple days available in October. And if you want to... Up on fishingwithbernie.com or Facebook Fishing with Bernie, we can um, we can put you in touch with Randy and he can take you out. Let's talk about how the approach changes. Now we went out this uh, last week and we were using jigging spoons, and you can tell me the name of that spoon because they're made by somebody locally, I believe. And we were tipping with a little piece of there, sucker. Um, hello. Go, go ahead. You there? I think we're losing Bernie. And again, hello, hello Bernie. Are you there? I think I lost. Yeah, well, he, he's going in and out. Hopefully we'll get him back in a little bit. We were using oh. j- jigging spoons, and uh, we tipped them with a little bit of sucker meat. Now, I typically don't tip jigging spoons that often, but it was working really well, and I'll, we'll get the name of these jigging spoons from Bernie if we can get back to him. But his approach probably will change as these fish get a little shallower. We used to fish them all the time with tube baits, especially when they were up shallow, and you can still do that. It's a little bit harder hook set, but you may produce a few more big fish. Ber- <laughs> Bernie, are you there now? Oh, as soon as I get done. <laughs> we got between cutting in and out and Bernie coughing, we're having a tough time this morning. <laughs> Bernie, you there now? <laughs> it's flu season. Did you know that? Yeah, I, I heard. I went and got my shot. So, <laughs> oh, you, I'm losing you. Are you there, Bernie? Are you there, Bernie? I'm losing you. Every time I get you, I lose you. Are you there? Are you here? Can you hear me? I can hear you now, yeah. Okay. Now, Bernie, uh-huh. as we, we use jigging spoons, and what's the name of that spoon? A real good one to use are the real real bait um, plain James. The real bait pl- 
Plain Janes, okay. And another one is RS Tackle Spoons. RS Tackle Spoons. Now, as these fish move shallower, now those jigging spoons are nice when you're 50 to 70 feet deep because you get them down pretty quick, and the action of jigging that spoon, we were jigging it right tight to bottom, actually gives you a hook set while you're moving the spoon. Do your tactics change as these fish move shallower? No, no, no. The only thing that might change when they move shallower is it's a real good time if you like to cast. Put on a three-eighth ounce lead head and a four-inch power minnow. Pearl white's a real good one. Cast it out and just lift it up and let it fall. Lift it up and let it fall and be reeling in the line. As it's dropping, they'll hit it on the drop. You won't catch as many fish, but it is a fun way to fish. And you could probably do that from boat or shore when these fish move shallow. Pardon me, Terry? You could probably do that from your boat or from shore as these fish move shallow. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's a great bank. It's, a, it's the only way I fish from the bank, and it's a great way to fish from the bank when they're, from the boat when they're up on top of the hompson. And now uh, I'm fishing, I'm doing the casting. Yep. And another thing that we could, you can do with this, too, is if you don't want to work the jigs, because you can tend to let them fall too much and get in the rocks, even though it's a fun and great way to fish. If you're on shore, you can take different kinds of spoons, like and maybe a cast master or something, and just cast it out, right? You know, a cast master works real well. What we were using a lot last year was them leech flutter spoons. They're a long slender spoon and they're real light so you can fish them deeper. Get it, and you, you don't they don't fall so fast in the rocks so you have more control over them. Well, well I seem to have you on here pretty good, Bernie. I wanna I want you to tell people what is realistic. Now there was four five of us counting you and I when we were out in the boat here a few days ago, but only three fish. You and I were just reminiscing and actually kind of taking care of the guys. Uh, and we caught over 50 fish. And that's not an unrealistic expectation, is it? No, I don't think so. I think if, you, if you're if you not familiar with what's going on coming up here, you have a good shot at um, 10, 20 fish a day. And that, that's super realistic. And um, all you got to do is find ideas. Don't fish until you find them. Yeah, your electronics are really important. Unless you're fishing from shore, then you have to cast to find them, obviously. But if you're fishing from a boat, your electronics, from yeah, from your electronics are just critical if you're out in a boat for this, aren't they? Oh, I'm losing you. Again. All right, I think Bernie, we're gonna let you go if you're there, and I'll just finish the segment up because it's been. We want to have you on more, but we're having a bad connection. Bernie, are you still there? I think I got you now. Okay, well, one last time, your electronics are really critical uh, this time of the year if you're fishing from a boat, aren't they? Oh, my gosh, they're everything. They're, in the lake trout world, they're absolutely everything year-round. But if you're fishing from a bank, just keep moving down the bank until you catch one. When you catch one, there's probably 20 more right in front of you. And how long will this bite go on? It's just starting. It usually goes through the month of October? It'll go through on all of October and early November. And, you know, you can get some beautiful days up there. You can get some snowstorms. So you want to come up prepared. But whether you're from a bank or fishing from a boat, this is one bite. You really need to take advantage of, Bernie, because it's just so great. If, if we still got you, what's going on in the other lakes in your area? The other lakes, um, Wolford, the Kokanee, Kokanee are moving shallow there along the bank. Willow Creek, the rainbows are fishing well. Um, Grand Lake, the, the Max are a little closer to the spawn up there. Shadow Mountain. The spillway, well, that's closed in today, so don't fish up there. The pumpkin out's going to start turning on, get really hot. They've started pumping it. On um, Williams Fork, the Kokanee are starting to move up toward the culvert and the inlet. They're going to shut that down pretty soon. 
they, there will be a few in the East Inlet Bay. The fall pike fishing's getting good. The lake trout are always good at William Fork. Um, that pretty much covers it, I think. And the lake trout will be good from the surf uh, during this spawn through October. There is some fishing through November if you want to follow them, maybe some bigger fish. But then as we get towards the end of December, we'll see ice fishing. And judging by the health of that fishery right now, Bernie, the number of fish that we caught that were 18 to 22 inches, it's going to be a great ice fishing season. It should be. It should be. We should be getting really excited about that. And then you'll see a big fish during the ice fishing season, too. Are you, from what I got from talking to you and being out with you, we're starting to see a revival of the big fish out there, aren't we? Well, you know, they've, I think they've been there for a while. But, um, yeah, a lot more people are getting into them now. Um, the technology's getting there. The maps are out there. People are learning about the structure and the techniques. And so it's becoming more of a, a, lot, more, a lot more people are just getting into them now. All right, Bernie, we'll let you go. Sorry we had the connection issues, but one more time, if people want just information because you put so much out or if they want to book a trip, how do they find you? On Facebook, Fishing with Bernie, or uh, my website, fishingwithbernie.com. All right, Bernie, thank you so much, and we will talk to you again uh, very, very soon, and we need to get time in the boat for you and I just to fish. There you go. That'll work, Terry. You guys be safe. All right, thanks, Bernie. Bernie Keefe, he's such a great guy. I wish we hadn't had the bad connection because... If you've never uh, listened when we've had long conversations with Bernie, or if you've never been in a boat with him, you won't appreciate how much fun he is. Bernie, not only is he an excellent angler and you'll catch fish, but you will just have the time of your life. He is so fun to be with. He's a great guy. He's a very, very good friend. He's an excellent fisherman, and he knows that lake up at Granby. If you want to see kind of what we were doing up there, we have a big post on my my Facebook page of, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. I think we have six pictures up there to show you the typical size fish. These are 18 to 22-inch fish. And you'll see the good time that my son, grandson, and son-in-law were having catching these fish. And we're doing them on jigging spoons. Also, uh, I have a a couple videos on my, my YouTube channel, The Best of Fishing with Terry Wickstrom. One is called Fishing with Bernie. And another one is, uh, is just... Uh, I think it's an ice fishing show with Bernie. I'm not sure how we titled that, but if you go to my, my YouTube channel, you see that. But all this information is on our Facebook page. In fact, you should go to the Facebook page, look at these pictures, because if you're an average angler that doesn't catch a lot of fish and you want to go up to Granby now in the month of October, you're going to catch fish. If you put some time in, a bad day, if you put the time in, will be 5 to 10 fish. I've had days where we've spent out there maybe 6 hours and boated 100 fish with 3 or 4 people on the boat. That's not unrealistic. We were out there a few days ago, 3 fishermen. We had over 150 bites, maybe close to 200, and we we boated well over 50 fish. Now, we didn't keep that, but this is a good time to keep a few for the pan, too, because these these 20 to 18 to 20, 17 to 20-inch lake trout are perfect to keep. Once they get up 22 or so, you know, you can keep them, but we suggest putting them back because we want to get peop- the fish started through that 20, mid-20 scale so we get more 30-inch fish there, but the 15 to 20 are so prolific. Keeping three or four for the pan, there's nothing wrong with that. It's it's fantastic. So get up there and give it a try, and we'll try to keep you appraised of what's going on. But go look on my Facebook and my YouTube channel and uh, take advantage of it. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sportsman's Warehouse, America's premier outfitter. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Honey Smoke Fish Company's Smoked Salmon, 
I mean, this stuff's delicious. The secret is in the fire. We're going to go right to the phones again now. And joining us from Parks and Wildlife from the hatchery at Roaring Judy is Riley Morris. Good morning, Riley. Good morning, Terry. Thanks for having me on. That's great to have you on. You know, we just kind of actually segued into this a little bit because we were um, we were talking to Bernie Keefe about a fishing trip I had up to Granby just a few days ago in the lake trout. But he was out on the lake today. Today's the last day you can fish Columbine Bay up there. And he said the kokanee really seemed to be coming back at Granby there, at least from an angler standpoint. And I know what you want to talk about is that the kokanee uh, spawn taking is just starting and what effect that has on the kokanee population. I, but I think the best segue in it, and you and I talked about this a couple days ago, was that uh, last year at this time, you saw an enormous run of salmon at the hatchery, and that really has uh, played out into seeing a, a salmon rebound across the state, isn't it? Yeah, it was a great year last year at Blue Mesa. Uh, they actually broke the all-time egg take record for any one water uh, at the Roaring Judy Hatchery last year with over 17 million eggs. Uh, and we're looking, it's looking good again this year. Uh, the fish are back in there and they're actually going to start, uh, they're, they're going to take their first spawn take on Tuesday and hopefully have their first uh, fish giveaway Friday already, October 6th. And this, we'll talk about that in a minute, but this is, uh, um, it's an important event because it, it kind of gives us a, a snapshot of how the salmon are in a lot of our waters. But it's also an important event because the reason we have so many salmon is this egg-taking process. Tell people why doing this spawn is so important to the salmon throughout the state. Well, it, it, it's uh, conditions are never quite perfect. And there are actually a few waters around the state where the salmon are able to uh, maintain uh, a small population by running naturally. Uh, Lemon Reservoir down by Durango is one that I, I recall offhand. Uh, we weren't stocking fish there, but they were maintaining a small run every year. But in most cases, uh, with predation of other fish, varying water levels in the reservoirs, and other variables that you just can't, you can't always uh, predict, the kokanee need a little help to maintain those populations that allow anglers to uh, catch kokanee fairly easily and on a regular basis. Now, this also provides angling and snagging opportunities and things like that. Um, and just to give people a snapshot, uh, Blue Mesa remained fairly good, but it was down quite a bit for the salmon, uh, and it wasn't doing as well. 11 Mile, we had the gill lice issue, and the salmon virtually became difficult, if not impossible, to catch, and their numbers were way down. We saw Granby without the kind of numbers. So the, a lot of places where you had taken eggs from, it was difficult to get eggs, so having this record take at Blue Mesa last year was just such a boon, but you're also seeing some recovery in some of these other places, aren't you? Yeah, and I, I heard a lot of good reports from 11 Mile last year through the ice that people were uh, catching sometimes limits of, of really nice size kokanee there. Uh, Wolford Mountain Reservoir has been uh, a pretty steady producer of, of late-season eggs, um, that's one of the big differences we have is uh, the, the Blue Mesa spawn is amazing, and it's great to have those eggs. But sometimes uh, hatchery managers, to fulfill their stocking needs, uh, they need eggs that come on a little bit later in the season so that they can, they're not holding those fish too long at the hatchery uh, before they stock them the next season. And so, and then where are some of the spots, uh, you said Wolford maybe, where are some of the spots you get the later eggs? And where are some of the other places you expect a pretty good salmon run this year? 
Yeah, we're looking at Dolores uh, down by Durango comes on a little bit later. And from what I've heard from uh, the senior biologists down there, uh, the numbers are looking pretty decent for a, a good egg take this year. Uh, Lake Nighthorse is one of the newer spawns, also located almost right in Durango there. And uh, they that spawn comes on a little bit later towards the 1st of November. So that's a good option for late eggs. And then, uh, as I said, Wolford Mountain, uh, Williams Fork Reservoir has been up and down, but sometimes uh, is a good producer of eggs. And then, of course, Granby was, um, has always been a kokanee spawn spot. It's, it's been a struggle the last few years, but um, it's good to hear reports from you that, hey, maybe those kokanee are on the rebound there as well. Yeah, let's talk a little bit um, before we run out of time. As we go on through the season, I'm going to talk about angling opportunities, and we'll brush on those a little bit because there's some great opportunities to not only snag, but to go with a fly rod or conventional. You have to be careful of regulations, but to take advantage of these fish. But also, if people just want some fish to smoke, um, when you guys take these fish, they're going to die. There's no reason to put them back in the river once you take them out to get the eggs and the, and the milt so that you can reproduce them. Uh, and you give those fish away. What's the status of that program this year? Are we going to see that starting pretty soon? Yeah, and like I said, the, the first uh, giveaway at Blue Mesa is uh, tentatively scheduled for October 6th, but I would strongly uh, encourage folks to go on the Parks and Wildlife website, and if you go on that website and type in uh, the search box, just type in 2017 Kokanee Regulations, the first thing that pops up is a really nice condensed uh, two-page sheet that gives you all the regulations for snagging and fishing at the different sites, kokanee sites, and it also gives you phone numbers to call and get information for those salmon giveaways. Yeah, and it's a fantastic program. You know, it's kind of fun when you go to the giveaways, too, the, if you want to just take a walk and you can actually see these salmon running and things. It's just fantastic. Some of the places you can't fish at the time. But it does present tremendous angling opportunities. In fact, if people want to go to my YouTube channel, The Best of Fishing with Terry Wickstrom, we have a... Um, a, a video on there where we actually went into the Three Rivers area where the Judy, Roaring Judy Hatchery is, and there are places it's catch and release where we could fish, and we were fly rod fishing, and we were hooking up salmon after salmon on just five and six weight wheat, wheat fly rods, and what an incredible experience that was. Of course, we were releasing them all, and while we did it, we were catching brown. So I'm a big believer that if you think you want to go snag some salmon, take your your conventional, your fly rod, and go have a little fun. You'll still get the salmon, and it's so much more fun. Yeah, definitely. That's that's a great plan. I, I couldn't agree more, and the few times that I've caught kokanee through the ice as well um, can be a great ice fishing opportunity, and I was shocked at how those fish fought. I mean, I didn't, they weren't necessarily huge, but they just seemed to have about twice the energy of a, of a rainbow or a brown, and just it was a battle every time you hooked one. Oh, it's just a blast. And then they start getting that hook John stuff, and they look almost prehistoric. It's just a great opportunity. Riley, Riley we got to move on, but thank you so much for joining us. Great information. All right. Thanks a lot, Terry. You bet. That's Riley from Parks and Wildlife about the hatchery out there. And now we're going to go right back to the phones. And I don't know if he's ever salmon fished, but I know he travels all over the state. And that's uh, we've got Ray with us from Adventure Camper. Ray, have you ever taken advantage of those salmon? Well, you know, I'm I'm not so much of a fisherman myself, but I've got a couple buddies that are kind enough to smoke a few of them for me, and I do love that. That's good stuff. 
Well, you know, you don't. If you have a fishing license, you can go to these giveaways when they're getting the sand. Giving right, right, and, and right. You can, and they'll give you a whole bunch of them to take and smoke. And they are. I mean, the fact that we have salmon in Colorado, you know, Ray. What we got, Sean? We, we we're going to talk. Obviously, that there's still great camping opportunities. But I don't know if we've gone through and just told people exactly the scope of your business. I think we should do that again. Tell us. I know you sell and rent. Kind of take us through who you are. Yes, we've been in business for uh, coming up on 22 years now. We're located down in southeast metro Denver, which is unique. Most of our uh, competitors in the market are up along the I-70 corridor, and and we uh, are here specifically to serve the southern part of of Denver. Um, We sell four different lines. We sell lots of ultralight travel trailers, uh, V6 towable, less than 3,000 pounds typically, and then we sell a couple higher line trailers, more luxury type trailers, uh, both from Solaire and Sonoma, which is really the top of the line camper that we carry. Just some gorgeous floor plans. And then we we also do rentals of uh, travel trailers and pop ups. And if you need a towing vehicle, we rent tow vehicles as well. And people just don't think that camping season is over because we're going to get into some of the most beautiful time to be outdoors, Colorado. We're going to get great weather, and it's not crowded. No, that's that's the beauty of camping at this time of year. Uh, you know, we've got the first rifle season coming up here in a couple weeks, and, and obviously second season right behind that. We've still got good availability for trailers for the rifle seasons. If some of your uh, customers out there need a camper and want to be off the ground in a nice warm trailer for the year, so we've got good availability for the rifle seasons. And if you're looking at buying a trailer, um, we are starting our fall sale right now. You can take $1,000 off any of the uh, Viking products that we've got in stock. And if you're looking at a bigger trailer, Solaire or Sonoma, $2,500 off our list price. So a uh, great time to get a, a, a good deal on a trailer. You better tell them how to find you. We're down at AdventureCamper.com on the web. Uh, we're near Arapaho and Jordan Road if you want to come visit us. And 303-680-3670 if you want to talk with us. Ray, thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week. Enjoy your day, Terry. Thank you. Ray from Adventure Camper. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Honey Smoke Fish Company. Smoke salmon. The secret is in the fire. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports, Colorado's largest motorcycle and ATV dealer. We're going right back to the phones and joining us. If there wasn't sunshine and a blue sky out there, she would make me feel like it because her enthusiasm is always so great. And from Bar Lake, Michelle Siebert. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning, Terry. How are you today? I'm doing well, and I know you have an event or a couple events coming up you want to talk about. But before we even get to those, um, Bar Lake, close to the metro area, first tell people where it's located. Of course. So Bar Lake is located in Brighton, Colorado. We're off of I-76 in Bromley. We're just 25 minutes east of Denver. So we're a quick day trip to do, come out and enjoy a lot of different things. Now, how are conditions there? A lot of times this year, the water, it's an irrigation reservoir and the water gets drawn down. What are the water levels like? You know, it's an unusual year for us. We got a lot of water in August. And so we're actually about eight feet above normal. So we have plenty of water for the boat ramp, and there's still shoreline fishing. So just a great time of year, the fall, it's a little bit cooler to come out and enjoy um, being out on the lake or even fishing from shore. What kind of species of fish do people typically catch at Bar Lake? So there's walleye, there's wiper, there's bass, there's perch, trout, crappie. 
So there's a lot of different things you can catch here. And there's never anything else to do while you're there, right? Right. We do, right. <laughs> <laughs> We're always busy. <laughs> now, you're always promoting something, but even if you're not having a special event, you have your new uh, interpretive center. Tell people, and the, obviously the bird watching. Sure. So we have our new nature center that, that just got renovated here this last April. So it added on 3,000 square feet. So we have a new entryway, lots of new exhibits. It's great. Um, and then this time of year um, for migration, it's a great time of year to come out and uh, go to the banding station. So our, our banding station is open seven days a week from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. Um, and actually the only day that's not open is Mondays. So that's the only day. Now, you do have some events coming up, and one, I think, is called Harvest Fest. What's that? Yeah, so we have our Harvest Festival. It's our fifth annual, and it's on October 14th from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m., and it's a great time. We'll have carnival games for kids, crafts, face painter. Um, We'll have a hay rack ride. We also have pumpkins and corn stalks that we grew right here at Bar Lake that will be for sale. And it all benefits the Friends of Bar Lake, which is a nonprofit that supports all our education and recreational activities here. And that's next, when is that, next weekend? The 14th, 14th, two two weekends, okay. October 14th from 9 to 1. And then you have some clinics coming up. We do. We have um, a pheasant class coming up, a pheasant hunting 101 on October 17th. And that one's already full. So because it's already full, we're going to add another one in November, and we'll we'll post that on our website and on our Facebook page when that's coming up. You know, Michelle, you always have something going on at your park. You really promote it, and kudos to you. Um, you really do take care of uh, the park and people and promote it. There's things going on, but even on a weekday when nothing's going on, you've got trails, you've got the birds, you can do a little shore fishing. It's just such a great, great place to come out and spend some time. It is, and you know, we have our archery range is still open, so the standing range or even our 3D range will be open till the end of November. So you got the archery, they come, and, and you know, all you guys have been out archery hunting and you missed that great shot. Here's a chance to go polish up and figure out what you were doing wrong while it's fresh in your memory, a little intense. Always easier to get them practiced right right after they've screwed up, Michelle. So, yeah. <laughs> we even have a standing elk 3D target so they can come out and, and practice on that. And you said the fishing's been pretty good. I would think that as the water cools, the shore fishing for trout especially is going to pick up. Yeah, so they've been catching perch too. So because the water is, is, is a little bit cooler um, and there's more shoreline access, Fishing from shore is great. Oh, yeah, and it's just a great place to come. It's easy to get to. You know, if you want to take the kids, do a little fishing, you've got that trail going all the way around the areas you can fish almost, and you've got benches and things. Great place, and the kids can even run around a little bit. They can. You know, we have a playground equipment down by the boat ramp, or you can take the trail, and it's 8.8 miles all the way around. So you can take the trail and, you know, go around on your bike, horses, or just a, a nice walk. You're right, and it's just a great, great place to be. And, of course, the directions, easy way to find them is go right to the um, Colorado Parks and Wildlife website and pick your park, and it gives you a map, everything you need to know. Michelle, thank you so much for joining us. As always, you're just a breath of fresh air. Well, thanks, Terry. Have a wonderful day. You bet. That's Michelle Seabird, and she is so enthusiastic. I'll tell you what, you know, a lot of people will talk about public employees and attitudes sometimes. This lady has an attitude, but it's one of the best attitudes I've ever seen, and we run into that a lot with Parks and Wildlife employees because they're, they took the jobs they did because they're so incredibly enthusiastic about the outdoors. That's why it's so much fun to work there, because you know what my passions are. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports, Colorado's largest motorcycle and ATV dealer. 
You know, Mark has already been waiting a long time, and now you play an Eagles song, and you know I'm going to listen for a while. It's hardly fair to him, Kyle, to play an Eagles song when he's been on hold this long. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sportsman's Warehouse, America's premier outfitter. And we're going to go right to the phones and talk to Colorado's premier ATV and motorcycle dealer's son. And joining us is Mark Kite. Good morning, Mark. Hey, good morning, Terry. How are you? You know, I'm doing good. The sun is shining. It's one of those Colorado days. A little foggy coming in today, but I'm looking outside, and this is why we live here. And there's so much going on right now. The fishing is fantastic. We've got all the hunting seasons. We're in the middle of them. Things are changing. Uh, We've got people going up to still go enjoy camping. The leaves are changing. And trail riding, too. I mean, what a time to get out and ride the trails and see the changing of the season. And you've just got so much going on there at Sun. Let's talk a little bit about it. First, let's talk about your newest brand, the ones you added most recently, and that's the Can-Am. You keep telling me there are just incredible things going on with it. Yeah, there are. You know, the Can-Am brand is really, really good. You know, quality is there. There's no doubt about that. Um, You know, it's a great brand. There's no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, you're spot on with with Colorado right now in the trail riding. It's so funny, you know, the majority of our client base is doing the trail rides right now, watching, you know, going up to check out the changing of the leaves and stuff like that. And um, it's just a beautiful, beautiful time in Colorado to be up trail riding in the mountains. Now, when people come in to trail ride, or if they're going to try, you know, I want to talk about some of the hunting too, because I know you've got units all set up for all the different hunting and the uses, but somebody comes in, they want to do some trail riding and they're coming in. Do you see, are they, do they go more towards the single? Do they go to the side-by-sides? Do they want to ride individually or is it really a mix? You know, really, it's a mix. You know, I will say this, the side-by-side market um, has definitely grown, uh, you know, over the last few years. Um, A lot of people are doing the side-by-side thing, whether it's Razor on the Polaris side or, you know, the Can-Am Maverick stuff. Uh, Honda makes a great side-by-side. I got Kawasaki. But, yeah, you know, it's really a mix of everything, uh, just depending on, on the application and what people are wanting to do. Well, you've told me a lot about that Maverick. There's a new, was that a 50-inch or something? There is. So, yeah, Can-Am just launched uh, a new 50-inch side-by-side, um, you know, to compete against the, the Polaris Razor. It's the Maverick Trail. It comes in a 1,000cc or, or an 800cc. Um, they're very cool. I should have them here in the dealerships uh, within the next week or two. Um, but, yeah, we had a chance to go ride them this last Wednesday, and, and you know, what a great machine, truly. Just an awesome machine. Oh, they are. Let's talk a little bit about hunting. You know, we've got elk hunting yet, big game hunting. We've got waterfowl hunting coming up. We've got uh, the upland game hunting coming up. And an ATV can really be a tool that just makes it so much easier. I want to talk about big game hunting, but before that, I remember waterfall hunting where we were lugging in packs of decoys. We didn't have an ATV. so And you could just load up your ATV and, and drive right up to your blind. Yeah, no doubt about it. You know, a lot of the hunters are doing that. No no question about it. You know, well, again, either side-by-side or ATV, either one. I mean, it sure it sure makes the, the hunt a lot easier and, uh, you know, a little more fun for sure. No doubt about that. And it comes to big game hunting and people are going. Now, I want to tell everybody, respect the trails and respect the other people outdoors. I don't like it when I see any kind of vehicle or even a mountain bike when they're going off the trails right through the hunting areas. But there are good trails that get you up so much closer to where you hunt. And they get you into that country that you can hike a lot less and really make a great hunt. And you've got 
uh, rigs that are really set up for that big game hunting, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, uh, you know, on the ATV side, you know, the Polaris 6x6 is a great vehicle, um, you know, for the hunter. We, we sell a lot of those to the hunt, hunters, um, you know, a lot of side-by-side stuff. Um, but you're absolutely right, you know, um, and, and, and trail conservation is huge. I'm really glad you brought that up, Terry. It's a, it's a big deal. You know, we donate every year uh, to Coveco and some of those organizations for, you know, uh, trail preservation and maintenance, and, and um, it, it's really a big thing. So, so thanks for bringing that up. That's really important. Now, don't you have ATVs set up, too, for the winter, like ice fishermen and hunters? Well, you have so many accessories. You have, like, gun scabbards already on them, or you have heated handlebars. What is available for the hunter, whether they're buying a new one that's all set up or adding to their existing one? Yeah, that's awesome. So, you know, on the hunting side of things, you know, we, we uh, some of our OEMs, uh, Polaris, uh, Can-Am, for instance, they make what they consider hunter's edition units, which are nice. They come, uh, to your point, they come with heated hand grips, heated thumb warmers. Oftentimes they come with gun scabbards. They come with winches. Um, they're just essentially set up for the hunter, and uh, they come right from the factory like that. So that's super nice. And then, you know, on the on the ice fishing side, that that's a big deal too. We do a lot of ice fishing with you guys, as, as you know, and Bernie and a lot of the people. And uh, I loved ice fish. It's just a great, great time. But uh, you know, so on the ice fishing side, we've got machines already down here ready to go with tracks on them. So ATVs and side by sides with track kits on them. Um, again, winches. Uh, heated seats, um, you know, there's heaters inside, full cab systems. There's just a lot of options, you know, to to make the hunt, um, you know, or that fishing trip really, really successful and a lot of fun. I want to know when I went ice fishing where the heck the heated handlebars were. It was like 20 below that one time. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> hey, you know what, Tess, seriously, if you want to see, we have an ice fishing video on my YouTube channel, The Best of Fishing with Terry Wickstrom. And if you go up there and just look for the, I think you can just probably Google Sun Honda on there or, or Sun or whatever. But we, we had the ATVs out on the ice, and we actually, not only did we do a lot of ice fishing, Mark, but we did a really good demo of how you can pull the portable shelters. And you can either unhook them or leave them hooked up and how mobile you can be on a large lake like Granby with the ATVs and just cover ground and how much easier it was to go ice fishing. The one thing I will warn people, though, if they ever go ice fishing with the guys at Sun, if you're not prepared to take a bunch of banter and have everybody all over you, these guys are brutal to each other on the ice. <laughs> well, that's what makes it fun, Terry. We have to have a little fun with it, you know. I mean, uh, it is, it, it's always a good time fishing with you guys, and we have a great time, and, uh, yeah, it's fun. We make, we, make, uh, we make a lot of fun of it, for sure. We did catch a lot of nice fish too, didn't we? Yes, we did. Oh boy, I tell you, some and some big, big lake trout, numbers of it, and, and it's just fantastic. Mark, before I let you go, if somebody comes by Sun, you've got that huge campus. Tell people what they're going to find, what kind of inventory, what you're, what what they'll see when they come there. Yeah, no, that's awesome, Terry. You know what you're going to find at Sun, honestly, is the largest selection of motorcycle ATVs and side by sides in Colorado, hands down. We have more in stock than any other dealer in the state. Um, you know, we do Honda, Kawasaki, KTM, Polaris, Can-Am. Uh, when it comes to ATVs and side-by-sides, you'll find a super friendly staff that's willing to help. And uh, quite frankly, we'll give you the best deal in town. So, 
you know, um, that, that's really it. It's uh, 45 years in business and just a great group of people. Well, there's no one else around that can match your buying power. You guys go to a lot of auctions. That's why you have such great deals. Yep, no doubt about it. We, we compete at all the auctions, and you're absolutely right with that too, Terry. No question. How do they find you, Mark? Yeah, great. So I-25 to the 84th Avenue exit, go east two blocks to Pearl Street, and you just come up Pearl, and we're about eight. Our, our buildings start at 88th and Pearl and go all the way up. We take up a full city block, five-acre campus, 100,000 square feet of showroom space, and uh, we'd love to love to see you. And you got that track right out back you can try before you buy. That's right. Yep, that's absolutely right. We do demo rides here. You know, we want you to try before you buy and make sure it's what you want. And uh, absolutely. You know, you did an event on that track one time. It was a celebrity ATV ride. That's and I, right. want, I, I want everybody that, to know that I got the <laughs> highest score in that event against professional baseball players and guides. And I had the highest score in that event. That's exactly right. But you have to tell the listeners, Terry, did the highest score win or did the lowest score win? I don't think that's material to this statement, Mark. I don't <laughs> think that matters. I just know that I got the high. No, it was the lowest score. But we had fun. Gosh, we had a good time. We had a good time. And it showed you the cross-section of people that love driving uh, ATVs. I mean, there were professional athletes there from our sports teams. And these guys are owner-drivers. They love trail-riding ATVs. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yes, yep. Lots of good guys came out and uh, gals, too, for that matter, men and women. And it's just a great event. It's a lot lot of fun. Well, Mark, we better let you go, but the important thing is to tell people, first of all, you know, the important thing is if you're looking for an ATV, a motorcycle, or an accessory, Sun is the place to go because you've got it all, especially if you're getting ready for hunting. Now, go buy, if you're not going to buy a new one, at least get it outfitted right. But the other thing is you've got a knowledgeable staff and tremendous selection and just good people to deal with. Gosh, you and Ron have been friends of mine for decades now. It's been a long time, and it's just a great relationship. It is an awesome relationship, Terry, no doubt about that. We love you and Karen. You guys do a great job on the show, and we appreciate you guys. We appreciate all the listeners for sure. All right. The last thing, Mark, is next time you talk to Karen, I want you to ask her about her new nickname. I'm not going to say it on the air. Okay. You got it. I will. All right. Thanks, Mark. Hey, have a great day. You bet. Mark Kite from uh, Sun Power Sports. Great people. You know, with a They've been a partner to this show, oh gosh, for 15, 20 years. It's been, well, we've only been on 19, so it's been, but it's over 15 years. They've been with us. It's just been tremendous, good people, and just a great place if you're looking for an ATV or a motorcycle. We've still got a lot coming up on the show today. In fact, we're going to be talking uh, later on, a uh, Ronnie Castellone is going to join us, and we're going to talk about fishing dropping water, which you're going to see a lot. Horsetooth Reservoir has been like somebody pulled the drain plug, and there's a walleye tournament out there today, so we'll probably get some input there. Nate Zielinski is going to give us a hunting update yet. We've got so much coming up. Uh, I'm going to talk about, cover a bunch of different things. There's a lot of things going on in apps and social media to help you in the outdoors. A little later on the show, we're going to get into this. And, and today we also have Sam Heckman, who's a very celebrated bass fisherman. He's going to uh, join us and be our expert on Ask the Expert today. For those of you that don't know about the Ask the Expert, what you do is you take your outdoor question, and it can be fishing, hunting, camping. It can be any outdoor question. You send that question to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors at Gmail, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors at Gmail. And if we answer that question on the air just for sending it in, not only do you get the knowledge you asked for and get it addressed by an expert, but you get a $25 gift card from Sportsman's Warehouse. So how can you lose? So send your outdoor questions to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors 
at Gmail or go to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on Facebook and you'll see more information on it. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sportsman's Warehouse, America's premier outfit.